and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul. I am delighted to be joined by my uh, my professional three amigos. You're not, you're not going anywhere in my backroom, my backroom staff. <laughs> uh, Martin Hendel, uh, Daniel Devani and uh, the bold Mikey Dahl. Which, uh, we're here and really w- what are we going to talk about tonight? Have you got any, any subjects? We're just going to talk about summer football. Why it should come in the Scottish the Scottish League or the weather? The weather's lovely, yeah. Hamilton's like the best, warmest place in the world. Anything else to talk about? Hendo, are you going to tell us how you're feeling right now? Still struggling, to be honest. It's not. <laughs> it's not been a good few days. Well, it's not even a few days now. It's been since what, like last Tuesday, Wednesday. It's pretty much since that league match was done on the Saturday. The speculation just started ramping up and ramping up. And then because there was never any denial or I'm not talking to another club, why would I want to go anywhere else? It was just, it just kept hanging over us. It kind of ruined the cup final and the treble because everyone was just talking about that. Uh, And some people who obviously felt they were better informed, uh, you know, saying that City's away. Um, and then the more naive of us are like, well, how can he be away? He says he's just been focusing on the cup final, so he can't possibly <laughs> have been talking to anyone else uh, to do with moving away. But lo and behold, uh, within 24 hours, he's managed to give up one of the, the prime jobs in Europe to move to some absolute twat of a club in London for more money. And uh, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> well, you're gonna, you're gonna have to. I'm, too, I'm too upset still I actually can't talk about it hey Matt, Martin thanks for joining we'll see you next week <laughs> so, uh, oh good I tell you what when I had to log my timesheet at work the last few days it's like refreshing Twitter five hours talking to Mikey Dow three hours reading WhatsApp groups two hours just uh, just waiting for that message to come out and say, yeah, it's just rumours, he's staying, we go again, but it's not. So. I, I, I was convinced so, he was staying, I was all week, like you were saying, there, um, up to the cup final and that, thinking, why on earth would I go to Spurs? You know, obviously there's the wages, which has obviously led, it, led, led them there eventually, but just the way they sack people so easily, the fucking fans are impatient, the board's impatient, Levy's impatient. Um, and obviously I really thought he'd want another crack at the Champions League with Spurs no mate in Europe as well I thought no he'll stay for at least another year definitely I, I didn't really have many concerns but what Get got used me to that. <laughs> exactly but what got me was the interview right after the match had finished and it was up I think it was it was Martin O'Neill and um, the lad mm-hmm. who used to play with Ovingston I can't remember his name um, or Hibs player he used to play with Hibs and um, they done the interview Bartley. there Bartley that's it and the lassie said to him, so Ange, and he said, at that point, now he'd been asked before plenty of times, and he says, no, no, we need to concentrate on the cup final. Cup final's over. And then he goes, oh no, we, we need to just enjoy this. We'd, otherwise, um, be, make any comment, we just need to enjoy this. And I was like, that's it. The fact that we've just won the cup. All he had to say was, oh no, I'm not going anywhere. Or, oh no, I'm in talks or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Something that gave you a bit of a hype up, but, the fact that he said that, he didn't want to comment at all on it. I was like, ah, bollocks, that's it, he's gone. That's that's definitely it. That was the moment of my 
my heart sank to say to say the least. Um, but ah, quite painful. Um, up until I think this morning when I woke up, it was just the right time to move on. But that's what it is. Can I just? So you, you, you accepted it. You accepted. You accepted it Saturday night after the game, Danny. I didn't accept it. I did accepted it this morning when I woke up. That's when the acceptance <laughs> came in. But that's when the first. That's the, the first. I was a hundred percent on as much on the WhatsApp groups, etc. hundred percent. He's definitely staying. He's not going anywhere. He's definitely staying. And um, yeah, I was after that interview. I was kind of that's my mind swayed, and I was like, ah, oh, I think he may go now. Does, do you think yeah. can, I, can I read this speech then I, no. didn't listen, I didn't listen to his speech but the champions again we are champions again because we're an incredible group of players brilliantly led by our skipper Callum McGregor are champions again because we're an unbelievable group of people working behind the scenes our staff outstanding you could just have left it there champions again because of you in the words of the immortal Tommy Burns you are always there always champions again because I'm a lucky man we've got one more to go we never stop and then, yeah. That doesn't sound like a man that's leaving, does it? That's what I mean. If you'd done a straw poll at that game, uh, and that it all must have been going on in the background, you know, 60,000 fans, do you think he's on his way out in a week's time? It would have been like 60,000 no's. Um, so, hey, but this is, uh, this is it. He's away. Um just shows that the, the kind of money on offer down there is just will will turn anyone. Uh, was it eight and a half million a year or something? I, say? I I don't know the numbers. I just obviously know it'll be stupid money and stupid budgets and stupid players at a stupid club and a stupid <laughs> league. I've got to say, Paul, you you read out that speech. There was one. There was one on Sky Sports News where he said something about, you know, the, these these fans have had my back from day one. I'm invested in this football. You're not invested in this football club the way I am. And it just all suddenly just started to dawn on me. It's like, oh, beware of false prophets. I mean, like, I, to be honest, like the weekend after we won the league and I saw that he was on the short list, I was like, he'll go if he's offered that job. That That was my thought. Like, I thought he was going to go if he was offered it. The only thing that was save us is if he wasn't offered it. At that point, I was like, just started to think about things he said Sorry, and like, look at. Okay, I'll say it again. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't even know how my watch has done that because I've got headphones in as well, so it can't possibly <laughs> hear you. <laughs> Right, okay, I'll say it again, you're a bent. Um, uh, right, so, I'm like Phil Neville there, lost my train of thought, sorry. Just yeah, question again. <laughs> um, but, no, it just, you, then I started to look at his, his career and stuff like that, and I was like, uh, he doesn't stay long, does he? Or not, this guy is another... Bullshit. <laughs> Basically, um, I was starting to be my fear, and then yeah, obviously it is. And then I just I don't know. I remembered when he signed for Celtic and all the the, the kind of happy clappers or his fan club on you know like Aussie journalists and that are all could wait to jump on 
podcasts and you know like be on Twitter and stuff and you know all the stuff that he was saying about oh he's going to rock your world he's going to you know he's going to leave such a great legacy this is what Ange does and it's like just all bollocks to be honest it really is he signed a four year contract with Tottenham Hotspur which he never he never he doesn't you know contracts aren't worth what what they're written on you know he doesn't never bother about a contract in his life um yeah, and what was the other thing that Spurs said that um, really excited by his plans to bring through the youth players? Okay, well, he's like, never done that at Celtic. So, listen, guy's a great salesman. People people buy what he's selling, but they're you know the results on the you know the results at the end of the day are kind of inconclusive, to be honest. So, um. And I, that is not that's not me trying to rewrite history. The facts of the matter are we'd all bought into the concept of Ange, but we were waiting for it to, you know, bear fruit. It was supposed to be season three and season four where, you know, we found our we found our sea legs in the Champions League, you know, the next, we'd moved on to the, the next phase of the project. Just nonsense, man. Like he's and look, good luck to him. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna say it in a, but he's he's a hype job, man. Like he, I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but he's a there's a hype, he's a hype job, and there's a lot of hype around him. And good yes. luck to him. So, so he said, far far be it for me to say that if a cup final isn't enough for me to be drawn all my attention, then nothing will be. Um, so he's asked the question. No, because that would mean planning and organising, thinking about anything other than Saturday. I understand that your job is to ask these questions because of the role you're in, but you're you're not investing in this football club like I am, like the players and the supporters are. For me, I woke up this morning thinking one thing, the same thing I've been thinking about for the last seven days. We want to make sure we play well in the cup final. It's a truly, truly special season. So, it, is it the fact that, I mean... That's is that disingenuous, Mikey Dal, or Gendor? Is is or is that basic fact? He just he sits down, he plans for his footballing, and his agent just takes him away after the game and says you're going to Spurs, and then he, he flicks. No, nah, of course, of course, a bit disingenuous because yeah, that's obviously been must have been talking. Yeah, 100%. yeah, it must have been talking. There was there was had to be talks going on because you can. How can he possibly? conclude that this is the right club for him and basically off the back of what we're supposed to believe is like a phone call <laughs> <I mean>, yesterday <laughs> you know because he was he had to conclude all his business with Celtic and then he has one call and that's it it's all agreed and it's in the news straight away it's like mm, and it's when people start pointing things out saying about Brendan Rodgers been at the game there a couple of weeks ago Martin O'Neill's been seen around a couple of times and he has at Celtic Park obviously doing commentary and stuff as well and even Dermot Desmond was there a couple of times as well which he wouldn't be there that often I know there was won the league yeah. in the cup final and stuff but I mean people start putting those things together you kind of go yeah you can see there's obviously been meetings and talks yeah. and apparently O'Neill's yeah. been pulled into kind of Give his thoughts on who should be the next manager as well. Hopefully, Rogers. Well, I thought Gordon Strachan was a consultant for us. Well, possibly as well. Why not? It's just whoever's in, Der- Der- it's just whoever's in Dermot's four ball that particular day. Just decides to ask. Yeah. So, uh, I think I just remember at the cup final as well 
when he did one of the interviews, I don't know who I watched it with, if it was Via Play or BBC, but it was Martin O'Neill as well. Um, they kind of finished the interview and he was just like, we all really want you to stay. Um, you know, he wouldn't be saying that if there wasn't like a good good credibility that he was away. Um, True. Yeah. And then he just kind of awkward. It was like, thanks, Martin. Well, going that by was, the Celtic statement. Was, sorry, when you go, Mikey. No, I was just going to say uh, that, you know, that was, if O'Neill, uh, oh, no, obviously O'Neill's pals with Desmond, that was to make it known, you know, what you say, Martin, like, that was to make it known that, like, we're doing everything we can to keep you, I think, is why I said that. It was a pretty strategic, strategic thing to say. So, but I mean, like, looking at the camera pan to Dermot Desmond and Peter Law after, I think it was after the final whistle or and <laughs> listen, I know they get a lot of stick, but their faces like you could just tell by their faces that he was gone. And you know the question is when they when they knew, you know, I mean like I, I that's the only thing that I suppose we'll never know. Yeah, Celtic must have had an incline. But I would imagine they probably I don't know, they probably didn't realise just how serious like Spurs were. I, I don't know that that I, I just think like it was it was a done deal on Saturday for for sure because of the what you say O'Neill said that thing Dermot Desmond's face yeah. it's like you say as well if you read the Celtic statement they say they did everything they could to try and keep him and again that doesn't happen in the space of two days they have to go away yeah. and come back with a, obviously an offer um, it, it's, it must have been going on for at least a couple of weeks and if you read other things in the press it's been on for since freaking since New Year you know what I mean since after New Year these caught these uh, agents been pushing it so yeah. what's his ah, head, just a question Mikey just just because sometimes people are superimposed was his was his agent on the pitch who won the league Apparently was. I'd, I'd never heard his name before and then there was like pictures in the press that basically said this is the almost like the kingmaker, the, the key figure that you've never heard of in like Celtic's near-term future is this agent who was on the pitch, never been to Celtic Park before and I don't know, there's been so much stuff going around but what that, wasn't, that, isn't, that apparently he didn't turn up to the meeting or something like that, like he didn't turn up the meeting where Dermot Desmond, his son, and Brendan Rogers were snapped at Lennox Town. Um, yeah, that was the meeting that apparently his agent didn't make, and then he turned up at Celtic Park on the day we won the league. And I, I would imagine from then the Celtic probably realised they were getting diddled. I didn't like the but fact yeah. I'm old-fashioned that Bill McMurdo and all that carry on. That I didn't like the fact he was on the pitch. Yeah, I was like, come here now. I, I, I just I kind of needled me slightly. Uh, yeah. So so Mikey Dow, you're the man who said you would never let uh, somebody like Rogers destroy you or break your heart again. Did you? Did you? Did you feel that that pang again? <laughs> did you? Just tell us the truth. There's only there's only me listening really. Endo's uh, <laughs> his head in a bucket. Endo's <laughs> injected himself. Tell us the truth, Mikey. Did he? Did he take you? Uh, I think I think Mikey held it together for a few days, but he got there. Yeah, <laughs> look, no. <laughs> the the one person that got me when he left Celtic was Martin O'Neill, and that was genuine. Like 
looking back on happy memories and thinking that was that was an amazing period. Brendan Rogers, oh, don't don't my overall feeling with with Ange Postecoglou was just yeah, it, it was just frustration that we we are halfway through the project and it actually doesn't deserve us. He's not done enough to get the Tottenham job. That was the other thing. Like, you know, I always expected, like, the whole thing is he got the job at us to, to apparently just go on to another, you know, an elite level European club. But, he, you know, he, he knew that he had to do something with us before he got, before he got there. So it was just, I think I was just frustrated that, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was, yeah. I, I don't think I was ever angry, but I, I was just frustrated that we'd just be taken in by this, you know, as fools again. Uh, Dan, have you done your, have you done your sort of like Terry Wogan leaving interview for Ange? Have you done that in your head? Have, have you done that one? Like what, what you'd say to him if you met him? I've, obviously, uh, I've, I, obviously, I've done it. Not me, but <laughs> I have. Right. Do you want me to do mine first, or you do yours? Like, oh no, you can. I'm not. I can't hear mine. It's um, too many expletives. But on you go. You do yours. I, I, so I'm meeting him in London or something like that. So I'm meeting him, and I, I just got up to him and say, "Eyes, look, look. I get all the big man Australia straightforward talk, and like you tell people, people don't want to be at the club; they can just leave. I do get all that stuff and how you like you talk like a man of the world and all that sort of carry on, but. Could you not have just said this? I just I look when I just keep was, oh that's baloney. Can you not just say like I'm leaving? Just front up, just do it. Because is that not the measure of the man? I mean, is that not the real measure of somebody? Like we we done anything differently? We could have given him a send off. They could have done it differently. I mean, this I thought the Celtic statement was probably one of the best statements Celtic have ever produced. Certainly, well, it, talk, was a good yeah. it was lovely. I read it. And I was like, that's really nice. That was. I probably nearly get knocked down when I was reading it, but anyway, I was reading away and I thought it was really nice. I thought the only person that doesn't well, why do we be treated why are we treated like this? And then 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 they come back, like Mr. Dembele, Decani, everybody comes back and says it was the best period of my life, loved it, blah blah. So we're all grown adults here. Why can't you just say, look, okay guys, it's Spurs have offered me a shed ton of money. And I'm going, and I love Celtic, but it's just too big an opportunity to get. Okay, you may get that, you may get someone, but at least he's telling us the truth. And, and I kind of fully expected Thursday, Friday, he would come out in the, on the, the cup final and say, "Look, I'm staying." I'll be my head's been turned, but I'm staying for another year or something. I thought maybe that's the way it was, and that wasn't me being whimsical. That was me basing on the body of evidence. As uh, mm. one of our uh, journalists would say, uh, Graham Spears, I, I don't know why he turned he did it this way. They should they should have done it like after we'd won the league. Even though, I don't know if it was even done that early, but then you could see if it was only done within the last week or so or two weeks, like signed sealed over. I mean, then you can see Celtic saying, "Well, don't come out and mention it because the press will have a field day for the cup final and they want to concentrate on the cup final, etc." There's no, there's no concentration, Dan, but it's Celtic versus Inverness Cali Thistle. Mm. No, there is concentration because the press would just turn it to a total make make any media show. But they did it anyway. Well, it, was, it was a no, media show they? anyway. Nah, not to not to the full extent. Afterwards, I maybe. 
I would, I would disagree before it. No, it was a distraction. It was definitely a distraction. But it could have been a huge well. distraction. It could have been a much more behind the swan song on this carry on, you know. But we didn't play yeah. well. We didn't play well. Never played well for five weeks. Right, so the thing is, the thing, the thing, like, there's always a, a middle ground. I think with Postacog, like, with Postacog and what he could have done, like, his questions after the cup final, right? Were, uh, the, his answers after the cup final were the answers he could have gave all week. You know what I mean? Like, it, people were going to speculate anyway. He could have just been like, "Yeah, I'm going to wait till the end of the season, or I'm going to, I'm going to be selfish after that." He could have been saying that. The thing that annoys me is the way he's just gone right into the, you know, you're not invested in this football club the way I am, and you're not. It's all of that pish that it just needs to cut out. That like that's the stuff that he doesn't need to say. Um, so 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 that, the, to me, that's what that's what makes it disingenuous. That what about the what about the releasement of that podcast? What about the release? Of, here we go. What about yeah, the release of that? Questions. Ask ask and questions that come through the week, and the release of the those cheeky chappy podcast guys that do their podcast. Like what what is going on there? What I is actually? I don't I don't listen. I don't listen to them. They're clowns. But the fact of the matter is getting released. Is that not? Sorry, what is, what, what is what, the uh, cheeky uh, chappy? Yeah, what podcast? are you talking about? Have <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Oh, they're, you're, they're, you're, what's it called? It's not off the ball. It's something. The two guys interview him. Oh, oh, Simon. Ferris, yeah, that, that was, was released. Ferris, Simon, what's his name? Yeah, so that's released. Plus, his ten questions. Wait, Celtic? Uh-huh. What Celtic? Just Celtic? Not just like a big club now. Just turn and say, Ange, you're going, mm. and just let Ange come out and say it like a like the big guy tells us all he is. Sorry, I mean. did, did they did they ask him if he was staying or going? What I'm, I, I'm I don't totally know. Totally lost so. with it. Uh, they, this, but they'd have been told not to. Uh, there's no way that they asked him. Um, but that see, this is the thing. He's such a great guy, Ange Postecoglou. But all of that stuff, it's all measured. Do you know what I mean? All of those interviews he does back in Australia in the Open Goal, it's all about just upping his profile and his brand. So that's why he does it. That's why he does all the, the TV stuff. And when he goes down to England, or oh, first weekend he'll be, you know, be doing that chat with Gary Lineker at the back of the studio. He'll be making time for everyone. That's just that's what he's a self promotionalist. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but he's he's big into self promotion. So yeah, but that, I get that point. But why was Celtic releasing information like that in the week of the cup final? Well, what well, like they ask Ange, like they ask Ange videos. Yeah, why are we doing that? Giving him centre stage. Yeah, why are we doing that? <laughs> Like, and our last and our last ditch attempt to love bombing in case something went wrong with Spurs, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Celtic must have been played when you when you put it like that. Celtic must have been thinking there's, you know, there's a chance that he won't go to Spurs throughout all of that week. There must have been. Otherwise, they would have surely dialed down the the Ask Ange videos and all of that. I mean, and Martin O'Neill saying, "Please stay and stuff like that." Yeah, you go. And there, the, there must have just been a coordinated effort within Celtic. If they did know he was going, it's like let's do all of this to make it look like we've got no clue, or we're doing everything we can to keep him. That 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 must be. So they either had no clue, or they were almost leaving it no doubt by love bombing him that they they wanted him to stay. 
um, and just one one to show that to to the fans that they were they were doing everything they could. It's one of the two, I think. But the, the, the fact that one one of the one of the one of the, the speeches is the Celtic centenary year speech. Not not the one they say like it doesn't matter who's the manager who owns the club. Celtic will always be great. I think it's Billy McNeil. I think Celtic need to start acting like that sometimes. I think, you know what I mean? Like, we're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Like, end of story. And Postecoglou is going to realise that pretty quickly. I mean, he's probably, he's given the money and I, I wish him all the best. But I think he will realise that as a 57-year-old man that he's leaving something amazing. I think Celtic sometimes need to, I mean, I liked the statement, Dan. I thought it was really nice. Uh, but I just, I don't know, like, I just a wee bit, a wee bit of heat. At the end of the week, well, I mean, maybe, maybe we were actually very kind to him. And even, I mean, what was that video on t- Twitter today? Celtic sent out the Angiers or something. I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. People crying and stuff like that. So, really, is that a good thing for Celtic? We're, we're on this emotional roller coaster with all our managers. And I don't know if that's a, I don't know. Or maybe that's just the softly, softly approach now. It's the total package. We're here to, we're here to make managers fantastic as well as the players and the, the managers players. I mean, we we've made that guy a rich, rich man. Celtic Football Club have made that guy a rich man with on beyond his his means. That guy was in Japan kicking about. Let's call it. Let's call it what it is. So, but I'm, sure keep, he's, I'm, but I'm sure he's grateful for that. You know what I mean? But we'll say in the day, that's that's, that's what we are. Do you know what I mean? Like we're a stepping stone in the Premier League for so well, many people. But that's fine then. So this Frank Aussie guy that came across, just tell us it's yeah, the week. Exactly. He was. My name's Paul he, Kane. I'm here. Sports have offered me eight point five million. It's changing my life. Money. I love it at Celtic. I'm going. Yeah. Circus or not, like we're making this guy a rich, rich man on the back of Celtic. Celtic have signed multiple four-year contracts with a lot of his Japanese Japanese players now. We're in a bit of a bind. Like Jota, Jota, Hitati, uh, Kyogo are going to get their heads turned here. Yeah, I know, we're, but we're like, losing, we're wait, losing wait. all this. I know, but what you're asking him today, he's not going to do it. Like, what other manager slash player has come out and said that? Something along those lines. Oh, thanks very much. I'm heading off. I'm gone. But I've still got a cup final to play. It's not going to happen. It's really going to happen if it does. It's it's a difficult one. It is a bit of a difficult one to manage because it, like, I think at Celtic, to be successful, you need quite a big ego. Like, you need a big ego, basically. And certainly, you know, Rodgers and Postacoglu in different ways... I've got big egos and those egos kind of need to be stroked so is it almost do we just need to almost accept that that's you know you need a personality like that to be a successful Celtic manager everyone almost needs to buy in buy into you but then you need to accept the downside of it which is you know when you've got a big ego your head's going to be turned easily it's it's quite difficult I think we just need to be I think we more just need to accept as fans and clubs that we are going to be a stepping stone for people. Like I say, it, there's so many contradictions in it because you know, down in England, you know they, you know they're telling you that their, their nan could win that league, and you know it's a farmers league and all of that. So you almost that makes you think, well, they'll never come and poach our managers, but they certainly do. You know what I mean? They've done that quite a lot to do it. So yeah, I just yeah, I just think we. 
Yeah, I think the thing that the and I do totally agree with you, Paul. Like you're supposed to be a straight talking stand up guy, just like tell us tell us like it is. But that that I guess you know, with Postacoglu, we should maybe have been we should maybe have been questioning these like all these journalists and stuff that were really pushing him. Like, is he is he really in it for the long term? Or well, you know, what is his ultimate career plan because it was kind of sold because that this was just the fulfillment of his dreams managing in Europe that was all he'd ever dreamed of and we'd given him he said dream. he said in the last month you'd be surprised how long I, how long I stay like why does he say that yeah we are no. we are surprised <laughs> yeah, at least another year so yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it's only two <laughs> do, do you not think is there something about being the Celtic manager though when you get invited out to all these supporters functions and the Celtic story and you know the Scott Brown and Michael Lustig tribute night like you know you just it, it, that feeds your ego like yeah, you're Ange Postacoglu you just can't do you want to, you know, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to go out with your wife and kids or do you want to come and watch the, the Bruni and Michael Lustig thing? Or oh, I'm going to come, like, what the fuck are you doing there? Do you know what I mean? If, uh, for The only reason he's there is to shot his own ego. Um, I don't know. Like, that's... Yeah, I yeah. mean, I thought that as well, Mike. I thought, what he's doing, once in my darkest, like, Thursday or Friday, I was like, oh, good enough. But what we are, see, here's the point. This is the Celtic being the bigger club thing. I don't think you're quite getting what I'm saying here, guys. We are allowing him to stand there in front of 30,000 Celtic fans. I've spent X amount of money praising him and he's giving speeches. He's like, I'm the man, blah, blah, blah. We are stoking him up. We allowed you him. You think we could clap his wings? We allowed him to control this whole thing. We allowed we allowed them to control. We got results. We got results on the pitch. So we're playing Inverness. We're playing Inverness, Cali. That's yeah. It was a cup final. So, but I think Paul's meaning in general. Like that. This is the thing. We've been so short with Postecoglou. We've not, you know, we've not looked under the bonnet enough, and you know, we've been too quick to praise him for doing what other managers have done. Yes, the style's been good and Martin, you know, for you as a season ticket holder, you've seen some great games. But, you know, maybe by focusing too much on the the good stuff he was doing, we weren't looking enough at the European results and, you know, the, well, he's, the, he's the third season tactics. The third season was going to be that judgment season, wasn't it? Because that was yeah. going to be his third crack. Um, he was going to be straight into Champions League, so he didn't even have to tick the box like like Lennon and Rogers and O'Neill did of qualifying for Champions League. He was straight in, so the judgment was all going to be on how they performed in the group, how they played, the points they collected, and then you know, can they get to third? Can they drop in the Europa League? And can they actually? win some matches after Christmas. That's when he was going to be judged yeah. really and most people were going to say, do you know what, as much as we're playing great football and it's great to watch, he's not going to take us beyond what anyone else has ever done mm. in Europe. And actually looking back, you know, Lennon, Strack and O'Neill still put up a bit much better show in Europe than than he has. Um 
and even uh, well, it was you and I were saying, Mikey, even Ronnie Dyla, if you think how bad the football was that we were playing then and you know the low crowds, etc., he still got through to the second stage of the Europa League. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were some some uh, results, whereas you know when we were in the Europa the first season, we were we were pretty poor. I mean, but that—that's. I mean, okay. So, look, as a, as a Celtic fan, you're allowed to be hurt with this sort of stuff. You're allowed to look at it from our point of view, and our point of view is we've got a really big chance in the Champions League, and that really, sorry, this, this, we can't let it fade away. We can't let it slip through our fingers because we might not be there for a while. You know, I, Hendel, we were talking during the week. I forgot how much. You can forget how much games we had to get in with Rodgers to get into the Champions League, how many games we had to like win by the skin of our teeth. So when you look back, you think, geez, oh, was Angela the whole summer? And I know Rory, Rory actually made a good point today in the WhatsApp saying, look, he actually gave us the best chance leaving as quickly as he did. So I get that point. And I'm not yeah. angry with Postacog, I'm just going through the way it was done. But the point would be then that we've got a big opportunity as Celtic in Europe and you know I want Europe and I understand let's talk about Rodgers and the next stuff for a wee bit I just think Angie at 57 and again we talked to us before like one more year at Celtic really cracking up the Champions League I mean he might he might never he might never ever get in the Champions League again and I I, I, I would venture to say that it's quite a good bet yeah. He'd never see he never sees that le- level of European football again. But hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he takes Spurs and does whatever he wants with them. But my f- sole view is Celtic. What's best for Celtic? And no, of know. course. But and you're right, Paul. What's best for Celtic? So that's what we all think. But you're saying obviously one more year at the Champions League. But he's obviously going to look at it and go, "I'm getting offered eight million a year here for four year. They go for one more year no. in the Champions League. Or do I get thirty million in the bank or whatever it is." Well, we we could we could have gave him. I bet you we gave him a good package to stay for the Champions League. I bet you eight, million, eight and a half million a year, or whatever it is. But then, but then, like if he did well, no, but you just got to look at the numbers. Like it's you, no, I get, I'm getting. I'm just talking about football. I'm not talking about. Ah, but if, if he's not invest, if he's not investing in Celtic as we are, which obviously isn't he? You know what I mean? He's no Celtic diehard, etc. He's been here. He's won everything that's been put in front of him. He's won a double, he's won a treble, he's played in the Champions League. Well, let's be realistic, we're not going to win the Champions League. He could have another go at it, aye, but if he's sitting looking at it, he's going tick, 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 tick. I've probably done what I can do here. Here's 30 million, good luck, see you later, lads. Yeah. You know what I mean? From his point of view, you've got to look at it like that. Yeah. Oh, he's played, he might have played the fiddle quite well, but um, when you when you put it down to the brass tacks, it's, you can see why the guy's left, you know what I mean? It's Not many folk are going to turn that down. But it, maybe just the way he's done, it's annoyed a lot. Is so. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, that, we're, we're allowed to. So, so then, okay. So, what happens now for Celtic's point of view? What Dan? What do you want us to do? Do you want us? See, like this, this thing about. See again, this feeds into it feeds into the the Celtic insecurity, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That thing that we don't really talk about, but it's kind of always there. That Celtic are not a big club, and we just need to get ahead of. Rangers, so do we pick something safe to keep ahead of Rangers, or do we pick something? Well, I'm just, I had the fear straight away, biscuit tin mentality, you know what I mean? Then there's yeah. talking John Kennedy, and you're like, oh my god, somebody mentioned Roy Keane, 
oh my god <laughs> you know what I mean all these kind of names and you just know we'll be, we won't everybody say we need a name in quickly we need to get everything settled again and Celtic don't do things quickly we all know that you know what I mean um, and it is going to be somebody who we need to save the pennies with which was the cobble as well it was like a I am also a big huge name manager Um what do I want to see? I actually don't know. All these, all these talks of different names going around. I actually don't know who I want in. Like, I know a few lads were saying uh, Graham Potter. Again, he's he's going to be looking for stupid money. You know what I mean? Um, I know he's not got a job, but he's he's going to be demanding big bucks, which we can't give. So it might need to be. Um, I believe I speaking to that guy through Bodo Glint. Um, he's got a good record. Why not? Do you know what I mean? It's It's going to be another kind of... How do you put it? No, no I get well, it's a gamble, I suppose. Now, another type of gamble or something we don't really know a hell of a lot about, like Postacoglu. Um, it is going to be something along those lines that is affordable and uh, can work on a budget. It's no, I, I don't want to see Rogers coming back. I definitely don't. I know a lot of people, I put a poll in the WhatsApp group as well when it came back. What was it? 14 12. Um, that they don't really want Rogers to come back. So it was very close. So I've, there's a vast majority of Celtic fans that would take him, but me, myself, I, I, I don't want him. I don't know what the rest of you think. Mikey, you go for your, go for your, your, your. Um, I think, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit torn as well, like in terms of, but I do think he's, I, I think, Posta Coglu has left us in a bit of a pickle because we've got essentially all of his players um, on long-term contracts I don't think he's going to raid us for many of them. Like so, my kind of my thoughts are: it's you've got a free hit at the Champions League. We probably do need to bring in someone that can work with those players, and you know, is at least kind of like familiar with playing a sort of high intensity pressing type game, like that. Just a style that sort of suits those players. Uh, but then my fear is you really do need a big personality to manage Celtic. So I probably I mean like ideally I do think it is that that Bodo Glunt guy. Uh, I must say Potter. I would. He was also another guy that I said again. You know, I think I, I disagree. Um, like uh, in terms of you know, your reach and financially, I, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I think we can pay a decent wage. And if it's a year's rolling contract and you say Graham Potter, you know, you're going straight into the Champions League and an early chance for redemption, um, I think you could work with that squad of players that we had, because I think we you know, we're trying to emulate what Brighton are doing. So yeah, that, that they're probably the, the two standouts. The the lad at City that obviously has been linked before, Enzo Maresca, oh I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like that could go really bad quite quickly. It, it might not, but that it might go really well. Um, but here's a here's a question. Your, just Celtic is your first job. Oof, I don't think I. I just nah. I don't think that you can do that. Hendel, that's a really good question. So I've just come up my my phenomenal head. <laughs> in your in your view, is that a good? In my question? view, no, no. Here we go. Feedback. <laughs> Let's go for so Postacoglu is, is as we say we didn't look under the didn't look under the bonnet that well 
Well, I'm supposed to call comes for McGregor and Tati. Which, I mean, Spurs have got a rubbish midfield. Well, I'm going to say he comes for both them plus Jota. What's your thing? Why is he not going? Why is McGregor not going? I think if you're past the Coglu and you go into a club like Spurs, which essentially is, you know, a little bit rudderless. Uh, they've got Harry Kane, who's obviously uh, a big character for them. Talisman, big big player for England as well. So he's got someone with the standards and leadership, uh, but he's not a winner. Uh, like someone like Cal McGregor is, who now has his like umpteen trophies and the standards are are high and it's it's win at all cost kind of mentality. Whereas Spurs don't have that throughout their team as much as I say Harry Kane is this uh, leading light. Um, so I think yeah, there's there's players in our team that could easily step up and play in the Premier League. I mean, Ayer, Christie, Edward all kind of went and they're all playing Premier League football to, to varying degrees. So I would have said if they can do it, then McGregor, Hitati and, and Jota can equally go down there and play in the Premier League. Not necessarily in a team that's pushing for top half, Um but they can certainly, they can certainly. Let's just, wait a minute, let's just, let's just put this in. Let's, let's forget about this Spurs stuff. Harry Kane's going to Real Madrid, right? Harry Kane scored all of Spurs' goal last year, last last year, all of them, every single goal. That this team is going to be eighth or ninth. They're that's what they're pushing for. There's so many better teams in front of them. Postecoglou's got a really tough job here, like a really tough job. If Kane goes, and I bet he goes for Kyogo, there's no doubt in my mind he's going for Kyogo Jota. And I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't go for McGregor. Because without McGregor, let's call it how it is, without McGregor, his teams did not tick. So he's going to have to come for somebody. I, I, look, I think McGregor, I, I don't think McGregor would go. Yeah, I, I think I, if I, McGregor was going to go, he would have gone to Leicester with Brendan yeah. Rodgers. Uh, at that point, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't think he would go now. I think he's like his oh, just, in the club. And he's like if he did come, but if he did come, time. also Paul, I just, I just want to feedback. I'm not sure that that was a good question. You gave it a really good build up, uh, and now that you've closed it, I would just like to feedback. I don't think it was that good a question. No, but you're you're talking about legacy and stuff like that. If he comes back and starts raiding Celtic. Like that's oh, that's tough. Rogers didn't do it. For all, for all, you know I mean. But I think he knew. I think he knew we were going to slap a Brendan tax on anything he tried to come back for. I think that was why. Yeah, um, it would just be the same. It would be the same again. The one thing is, all these players are only a, a you know, a, Jota is only what a year into a contract because he was on loan essentially the first year. Atati's. 18 months into a contract McGregor's well tied down so you know it would be mega mega millions to get these guys anyway um, I mean worst case scenario if he came and did that then yeah it's a wee bit of a house of cards for us but um, I don't I don't think it would it would happen I think a line would be drawn it's just like 
sorry. But see, um, but I, I think I think again, Dan, listen to this again, another great question by me. I think Posicoglu <laughs> has allowed Celtic to rest at its laurels in terms of scouting staff. I think if you look at the the because oh Posicoglu just does what he wants. He goes and buys players, whoever he wants, he goes and gets. So I'm thinking, do we are we have we just let this sit for a bit? No, I, I was saying this to him. Sorry, Danny, I asked you. I wasn't really it. Bye then, Mikey. Uh, I, there you I, go, Mikey. I, I, I don't think, again, that's not a great question, I'm kind of, um, <laughs> Look, Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to write your questions. But anyway, um, no, I think the Japanese players came from Postacoglu. So we'd be, we'll def, we're definitely. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. No, I thought you were uh, going to see Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but um, I, I don't think I don't know if I agree with you there, Paul. I, I, I think like Jota was definitely on our radar. Um, Cameron Carter Vickers, like he'd be mentioned, I reckon, before. I'm sure we've been linked by him before Postecoglou had even arrived at Celtic, and he went on loan to Bournemouth or something. He was definitely in the kind of. Celtic scouting network so I think a lot of them were ones that we found I think the ones that we we knew nothing about were obviously the, the J-League players so we did buy a lot of J-League players don't get me wrong but you know I think that was just his preference I, I'd imagine there was probably three or four equivalents from the other markets that we did know so I'm not I'm not as worried about that I I'm you not, because ultimately we must have scouts there now. We must have relationships with clubs yeah. and we're doing a tour there. So um, that's not just suddenly going to go cold. We're going to be back there playing other teams from that region. So we will still have a, a little finger in that market. Thanks to Ange, as a result of Ange's good work and his profile. Whether well, the new manager wants any of the players, though, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, I, but we're still going to do that tour. We're still going to have a tie-in with that part of the world. Mm. Um, that tour is going to go ahead, isn't it? They're not going to cancel a tour because he's away. We're still going out to Japan to play pre-season matches. And, oh, magic. So there'll be <laughs> no, 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 exposure no, to that. I'm sure the new manager is going to be delighted about that. I knew. Well, that defender guy, that defender can't hit the ball. I mean. You never know. They might cancel it. I doubt it at this late stage, but you never know. We went to Australia. Nah, not. Oh man, what do you think about we it? Man? Went, we, went to, we went to Australia to feed Angie's ego, man. We talked to MPs and the Prime Minister in front of the. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. <laughs> I, I, oh man, I actually I'm cringing now. Yeah, there's, there's. I, I thought as a grown man, Dan, that I wouldn't be as cringy as I was as a teenager. I can't watch the Danny McGrain and Brendan Rogers thing. I just can't watch. I just cannot. I can't do it. I can't watch Celtic sitting outside, sitting outside the Harbour Bridge and get, and they're just sitting there like, I can't watch that either. No. I can't do it, man. I can't. I, that I, Brendan I, Rogers clip. I was watching that Brendan Rogers one. I was watching oh. this one as well. It's just like, oh. <clears throat> do, you, do you want me, boss? Oh, what? So oh. <laughs> the way he spontaneously starts clapping himself. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, even Holmes is certainly Schofield saga. I mean, I did not listen to that. <laughs> no, 
I mean, got tons of good stories, and we're listening. To you. <laughs> how how could Rogers like I, I, again like? We're going to talk about how much energy this takes out your entire life, but I, I was walking down the street today thinking, how did Rogers, how could you devise a lie that Danny McGreen on it? How, how can you do that as a person? Surely there must have been some sort of truth. <laughs> like there must have been something. I mean, it's a big play. It's a big story. It's like, why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? Like, who does that? I know, that, but do do we believe that do we believe Danny McGrain's version? Go oh, Fredo. And they'll just turn that microphone off. And then that's the that's the that's the that's the the energy levels of dealing with Ange leaving and having those sort of like it's tough. Like I'm not gonna lie to anybody, it's tough work. And I've I've not really been engaged as much with Celtic in the cup final. I found that hard. I was like, oh, I don't like this going on and I always feel I'm disengaged because I'm not there. Like I think Dan, you felt it as well. Like I, I love to be up with Rory and Miller and all that stuff, but obviously we weren't there, so you've just got to try and deal with it. And then you've got Posse Cochlear. And then the Roger stuff, like I was like you know that sometimes you just want to go back home and try and control stuff. Like just like oh, oh it's okay, lads, I want to control this. This is Celtic's going off the I think the new Lennon Brendan Rogers done as harder than we thought. I think it knocked us off sort of keel. It couldn't seem that we're, oh, we, we could really struggle. But I, when Rogers came out, I actually couldn't believe Rogers was being talked about. Near I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what's going on here? It's like, it's like soon it's been linked to us. I'm like, ah, easy tiger. No, but like, but like, <laughs> like we've had, we've had, there's multiple. Twitter feeds Kerry Mount, eh, whatever it's called. There's tons <laughs> of stuff. I was going to call it Kerry Field. Like, there's tons of stuff on. <laughs> tons of stuff on about Rogers and what he did and what we felt. And then suddenly you're like, boom, Rogers is favourite. I'm like, what's going on here? So, Mikey, Mikey, or Hendo, would then you be happy with Rogers? No happy with content. I w- I just want a good search done. I want the club to do it properly. So Ye- yes if or no, Roger, Rogers. <laughs> if they announce Rogers tomorrow, would you be happy? Yes or no? No, Mikey. I wouldn't no. be. I wouldn't be. No, I wouldn't be. I just principle. I wouldn't be. I just don't believe in going back. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not backing him for the job. If he got it, then fine, get on with it. But I'm probably more. No, then yes, but I'm kind of I don't have a strong opinion on it. Um, whereas I guess it's a bit like when Lennon came back, it was like you have people who were like, "This is a disgrace," and those that were just like, "Whatever." I was kind of in that camp. The, the biggest problem, yeah, I, I don't think it would ever happen. But I think the biggest problem is like if he came back and you know he's you were trying to control what he did, which which we would be. Do you know what I mean? Like we'd like lol and that he's not going to come back with the free reign that he had before so I just don't I, I don't even think it would work never mind well he, he, if, if that was the case back, he, he probably wouldn't come back anyway because obviously the just waiting on him walking the job out. would be discussed he's just waiting on him yeah. walking out in like fucking exactly. September or something middle of game I just think it's I just think it's a mad idea like yeah. just, but that's why uh, I'm saying I want the want the club to do a proper 
go through a proper process, identify candidates, interview them, and be clear, this is the remit of the job. This is the constraints you've got, um, you know, and understand, you know, whether this it's going fit or not. Have they been doing this for the last couple of weeks? This is what nobody knows. How long have they knew about it? They're saying they've been speaking to people. Um, how how long have they been speaking to people? Has it been a week? Has it been fucking five weeks since? Well, I, n- I would suggest knows? that I would suggest that the the kind of front runner and the the heaviest rumor is Brendan Rogers that no one really knows who we're talking about or looking at because um, if you're going through a due process, then I don't know that he is near the top of the list. Endo, uh, Endo, I've got an interview question for for the candidates then. If you've got yeah. a Celtic legend that played in the quality street gang and you're talking to a select audience with the, they've all bought uh, multiples of your book looking to autograph, do you A, make up a story about that Z character or B, just tell the truth? I mean, like, who is this Rogers guy? Also, Celtic fans forget, like, Rogers left. I mean, some Celtic fans allegedly like robbed his home. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I actually done Brendan Rogers thing is actually been a double punch. I'm like, what? And I really want to control. It. I just like, I want to start writing letters to, I just to Celtic. Like, just don't do this. Don't put me through this. What did Barry say? Barry said that he would, uh, he would hand the season ticket, which he doesn't have, or maybe he'd, he'd be getting a ticket. Getting his, I'll, ne- be, I'll, never, I'll never take a free corporate brief again. I know. He'll go to Sterling, was it Sterling Albion, Albion Rovers, and watch them. And actually, I actually was like, that's a pretty good idea. But he obviously, he can't. I just the Roger stuff, but people love Rogers. They must love him. Like, if that's, like they must love him. I think that the rationale is that we've, we've accepted we've accepted that we're going to be that we can't emotionally invest in Celtic managers. So let's just get one in that we know is going to do the dirty on us anyway. It's, it's a bit knee jerk. I love Rory. Rory's Rory Dan Rory stuff today was priceless humour. He's just like we'll just get somebody in and just like right, no more talking, none of your snatch. Just get in and do some coaching and go on with it. I actually thought that is totally right. That's a breath of fresh air. No, you're not doing podcasts. You're not talking to anybody. Get in the training ground and make his one. Graham Potter, that. It's not how it's going to be his forty. Potter doesn't what? talk to anybody. That's a, I mean, that's no, a really no, interesting thing. Potter just keeps it down. Yeah, I'm delighted. He really does. I'll be like well happy with that. Which one does he talk to him? He literally doesn't, he just doesn't do that stuff. He says the same thing all the but time. Press? He no, he just does it badly. He's yeah. like Van Bronckhurst. He'd be, he yeah, it'd be really boring. Like, you'd, you'd just be like, oh, there's Graham Potter's post-match interview, switch it off. Might, might, be, might actually be good. Bit change. Um, <laughs> I mean, get him in. What, what I want to know is, where is, where's Angie's best mate in Australia, Mike Blair, that said he's definitely <laughs> Like, he said what? <laughs> he told a journalist, he's like, I'm, I'm best mates with Ange, Mike Blair or something. Uh, I don't, maybe his name wasn't Mike Blair, but he's like, yeah, no, Ange is not going anywhere. <laughs> he's at Celtic for the long haul. What? Oh man, like, I, 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 I want his number. And then you're like, Kevin Mustak? 
I'm like, what? What, what is going on here? Why people are just doing this to annoy me? Am I living? Am I dreaming this? So you wouldn't you wouldn't consider him at all, even though he's the he's the Ange continuity candidate. He played. Did he play? For, did he play for Rangers? Did he? He did play for Rangers. Well, well yeah. no, I mean, am I, am I losing all my principles? <laughs> I mean, I need to play that out. Club club open yeah. to all. No, 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 clearly not. Oh man, I actually couldn't believe it. I was like, Kevin Mustard, like, ram this? Like, why do we, why does Celtic always feel so bad for themselves? You know what I mean? Scott Brown. Ah, chase yourself, Scott Brown's coming back. I was like, you're, because he grew his hair back in? I'm like, chase it? Oh, and the thing is, oh, and we'll never agree with Rogers, but Rogers has passed it. I'll keep telling you that. And he just he's passed it and he just drives Celtic so I drive me demented. And that's the other thing as well. Well like, oh, somebody just come along and pick up Rogers. No, they won't. Rogers is a busted flush. Like Allardyce sitting with Leeds, telling everybody he's the best thing since sliced bread. Four games later, he's done. See, I, I I think there's a bit of truth in that as well. Like it always interests me when the backroom staff start going for other jobs and Colo Tori obviously had a very brief and unsuccessful spell at Wigan. And I did read that, that Chris Davies is trying to get the Swansea job. So that always suggests to me that, you know, that, that kind of trio or his approach, that the rest of the team are even grown tired of it. So, yeah, I'm not even sure. I think I agree with you. I think he's on the kind of down, down slope anyway, Brendan Rogers. That not also to do with the fact he said he was taking time out of football, though. Yeah, but you, someone said earlier that you know every word <laughs> that he says is a lie, so it's kind of like <laughs> potential lie. I think it was yeah. me. Get him back <laughs> in the cell, then get him back in the cell. I mean, so honestly. When, uh, so when he said he ruled himself out of the Celtic job, I was like, yeah, but it could be a lie, so that means he's actually <laughs> there. We go. In. That's it. So like uh, like well, I think we'll just do, I mean that's I mean the good the positive things is Celtic won the treble. <laughs> Actually, even this the world I don't like. Oh, I'm on it. I'm off it now. I'm off. I'm just off culture now. I don't like the fact that they're saying it's a Celtic world record. Do, does anybody else get a bit sort of churlish when they say Celtic world record trebles? I just like Celtic just going about their business. I mean, I let Rangers tell everybody that they're the best club in the world and all that. Let them embarrass themselves. I just, I like the design logo and I like the treble carry on and stuff like that. But again, I just, I just want Celtic to do well in Europe before I die. Before yeah. I, die. I mean, just give us a, give us, give us a, a, a European run. You know what I mean? Actually, I know what the surprising thing was. I didn't realise that Martin Neal had spent five years at Celtic. I just thought it was quicker. I didn't, re- didn't realise that. Obviously, I knew it because I lived through it, but I just didn't realise. Five years, actually. I really liked Martin Neal being back. Dan, did you? It's, I really liked I, it. But it's, it's funny, like, nobody's mentioned the Neil. And I watched an interview with Neil last year, and he has actually been interviewed for a few jobs. He's went for a couple of jobs and not got any of them. I wonder if um, maybe he's coming, going to come back as part of it. He did, uh, he did pop recently. up at this time. He did pop up at this time last year as well. I know it kind of suits the narrative that he's popping up as a kind of crisis consultant or something. But when we won the league last year, he was there. On, he was there on trophy day, 
as well uh, and did an interview with Angie and stuff uh, last year. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Apparently he completely ruled himself out of the job in that in that Viaplay interview thing. I didn't actually see it. Apparently he said, no, nah, like, I'm, I've had my shot. I'm not, like... Paul Kane says I'm a busted flush. Yeah. And he definitely and they definitely asked him back there. Apparently they asked him and Strachan back after Lennon after they sacked Lennon and neither of them or well, I can't remember. They were definitely so I, I yeah. I think he's best used if he is the crisis consultant. I think that's his best role. I mean, yeah. Surely all the I mean, this is the other unknown, you just don't know what the Celtic board are gonna do. Um, Trying to save money. No, but I don't even but I, I don't even think that's an option. Like, I just think that we've got we've got all these this squad on all on long contract. I, I do think they need to go and just they need to basically maybe I don't know. They, they, the principal objective here has to be getting a coach that can work with that squad. Assume that squad has got another couple of years together and you know get the best coach to manage them in the style that we use. No, it's pissing me off as well. No, it's pissing me off. Glakamak has been let to go because of Banjo let him go. Because I think Glakamak would have stayed with Celtic and played. I'm not totally convinced with Ho. But I mean, Ho's fine. I just think Glakamak is better suited to Scottish football. And that, anyway, that's just my little thing. He's always getting back. When I I read his contract, he wasn't on, he wasn't on mega money at them. It's not like he, it's not like they broke the bank to get him. He probably got a slight increase in his wages in like 28 grand a week or something. So, not impossible that he could come back. Yeah, wise man said to me, never go back. But... <laughs> Very well. Oh, he's a good player. No, I just... <laughs> but, like... A player that's a player that left... <laughs> he's... Yakimakis is... Depends on the circumstances. Ah, Yakimakis is good, but he's not irreplaceable by any stretch. Nadie's yeah, irreplaceable, think... but you know what I'm saying? If Kyogo we, got, goes. we got what we needed out of him. Definitely got what we needed out of him. He was he was brilliant last year. Um but you know, you're talking we got him in the first window, didn't we? So, you know, he's kind of uh two two seasons further into his career, how much pace has he lost and desire, etc. So here's um, a question yeah. then. Right. Well, is that a good one? A question. As good as my ones. It's average. It's average to good. Average to good. If Spurs come in for Kyogo, how much? Like not thirty million. Not thirty million. Not thirty million. Twenty-nine. Twelve. Like higher, lower. Fifty million. Fifty million. What? Half of that Kane money. Fifty million for Kyogo. If a possible, I, mean, I think we'd be able to buy a couple of decent replacements <laughs> under a new coach if we get fifty million for him. Oh, Nadie's going to pay fifty million for a striker that's scoring goals in Scottish League and can't get his national team. Let's be honest, uh, and can't and can't score yeah. in Europe. But well, this is Celtic. Well, Celtic doing themselves down again. I mean, the goal it's again. Be fifty million, man. Go on. Well, well, who, who's, who's buying strikers? There's no strikers being bought anymore. Like. Your man, your man, they get done for the. Your man, they get done for the 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 to, Tovev or what his name is, the gambling. Tony, Arsenal, Tony, Arsenal are going to buy him for a fortune. He's he's okay. 
Like Arsenal are looking to buy him, but they won't buy him because it's five months he's out because he, he's he's done his he's, he's gambling. It's another story. That there's a lack of good strikers around now. And if Harry Kane, if Harry Kane gets bought for a hundred million, whatever he gets bought for, whatever the Real Madrid, you'd be looking for a substantial amount of that money to Glasgow Celtic. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Well, I, I'm not, I don't know the figures, but I, my point being, like, we could get big, you know, Postacoglu could get desperate at Tottenham and, and he'll really, he's really going to want to yeah. like, instigate his style as quick as. And How I, much like, did I we pay for Kyogo? Four or five million? Four, I think. Hendel, Hendel, there's two or three players on contracts with Spurs just now that they're... Spurs have been made to spend, say that they've got like 30 million and mm-hmm. two or three players that are, that are not even hit the grade in the Premier League and they're they're saying if he stays in another contract we have to pay 30 million because they're on loans and stuff like that. So they've all these mad deals. There's so much money sloshing about. We've been giving yeah. Postacoglu a player that you could work with straight away. How old is Kyogo? Is Kyogo not like 28? 28, yeah. So, realistically... What are you just Harry Kane? What are you just Harry Kane? 30? Yeah. Similar, yeah, yeah. older, but no. All I was going to say is, if you're if you're buying Kyogo and you're like, all right, Celtic just paid whatever, call it five million for him. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, we'll give you double what you paid for him. Oh no, all right, we'll give you treble. We'll give you fifteen. Like, we'll give you four times twenty. It was ten times. But Evan, Evan bought it. Evan yeah. bought it. Evan bought Really? Is someone going to do yeah. that, or is someone yeah. going to go? Evan bought. Evan bought an Italian striker for twenty million. Leeds bought. A, Leeds bought a player for 15, 16 million. Didn't even play them. Evan bought a guy who was nineteen uh-huh. years old for like we're we're talking about established striker scoring goals, really good goals yeah. as well. Quick movement goals. They could. They could uh, replicate his style quickly and fit in straight into a system which he's got to put in. I know, Paul, but again, getting back to it, as Hendo was saying, he couldn't have scored in the Champions League or in Europe and he's not getting picked for his national team. So that that puts a big difference to the price. No, but the the difference here is, though, that like Tottenham have just hired a manager that's never got any results in the Champions League. That like all bets are off here about that. Like, but they're not in the opinion. Champions League anyway. Yeah, it's not. So, it's not a worry. No, but what but I'm saying, mean, what, what tra- I'm saying, tra- is, answer like, the question. Spurs are in. Spurs are implying that they rate the Scottish League by taking their manager. In my opinion, so. I think we've got quite a strong bargaining position if they're coming back for some of our players and I don't think the argument of oh it's only the Scottish League's going to wash it's like well you've just taken a manager on the strength of his performances in the Scottish League you can pay yeah. the money that we are asking for well, That that's what, to me that's how the negotiations go Aye, but that's also where I'm kind of saying but if we've if we've just paid £5 million for a player are we really going to go in and say we now want six times what we paid for them in the space of two years and someone's going to yes. be like right I think that's a bit unrealistic um, and we're going to say no pay it because you've got oodles of cash you've got 150 150 170 million budget. But if they're going to spend that much they could just chop in the English leagues that's the whole point of coming to what, the and buy, Scottish and buy Chris, League or, and buy Chris Wood from Burnley or something yeah, like that Good how, how much did how 20. much did Edward go for and his last year. Kyogo's better than Edward, but... Yeah, he is. He is. Technically better. Definitely better. 
and he plays in Posse Coglu's system. There's not that many, many strikers that can do that. The, the thing about it is that like this is this is the thing for me. They've hired Postecoglou. They what he's saying to them right now is just like we know it's nonsense, but they are just they're buying everything that he's saying right now. He he's like, I want Kyogo. He's my number one target. They they will break the bank for him. I'm telling you. He's like, I need to make a quick impact here. Sign Kyogo. Those players, that that player, that mantra of we never stop. Spurs players stop a lot. They never start. They never start. They don't finish games. <laughs> they, they never give start. Up. One of their boy, <laughs> one of one of their boys spent like all year in Brazil, didn't he? Like yeah. um, you've got you've got you've got your man uh, Korean players didn't bother playing this year. So he possibly is going to turn up and tell him, "Oi, right lads, you've got to run about." They're like, "We're Spurs. We're seventh, six. So he got, he's got, I'm just saying, Mr. Dembele and uh, Dick Van Dyke, we should have got more money for both players. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Even Armstrong, for the amount of times Armstrong's been playing in the Premier League, we should get more money for him as well. Because these guys are playing. Christie's looking like a world beer playing for, for uh, whatever he's playing for, Brentford or Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Kyogo's goal against Aberdeen, see the wee one he flicks you on the side on that. He is a good, good player. Good level of fitness. And we shouldn't be selling for anything. But, but I, I, I'm just looking there, right? Spurs bought Richarlison off Everton. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who plays with Brazil. Obviously, he was playing with Everton in the Premier League and they paid 58 million euros for him. Yeah, and he's rubbish. No return, no goals. 58 million. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think, again, I think Celtic... Well, 40 million Crumble. Crumble. We'll save 10 already. Anything north of 25 million, they're thinking, that's five times what we paid for the guy, plus we've profited in the Far East with all the marketing and now new Instagram followers we've got and all the strips we've sold. If they get offered 25 million... They crumble and accept that. That it's you're in dreamland if you think we're holding out for fifty million. Anything north of twenty, we are, you know, trying to play it cool when it comes to a, a player sale. There's absolutely no danger that we're holding out for fifty million for Kyogo. That ain't happening. Richardson, these guys, yeah, but they were buying in the English market. That's what I'm saying. They're not. He wasn't even doing English market. English, because the player prices are different. The clubs have different wage structures. But, they, but they, when they're buying England to England, the prices are inflated. But it's Hendel, a totally different saying, market. What I'm saying is this: this possibly going straight to Spurs shifts that shifts that perception. Like we need to make that shift in perception of. Oh, it's a league that my nan could win, um, you know, with one hand. But like, it, you know, we need to shift. We we need to get rid of that perception, and this is a great way to do it. There's a really small window. I'm not naming a figure. I'm just saying there's a really small window here where they're buying everything that Andrew's saying. He's he's got a player that is he'll tell them is absolutely integral. Atati, Atati, wants to play, think, so much Atati worth it. We can extract a premium. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying we'll get X, Y, or Z, but I'm just saying 
anything that we normally, you know, Hugo's value add twenty percent, in my opinion, right? How much is Atati for a very short? Mikey, the the perception that he um, winning the league because it's a farmers league or whatever doesn't change by selling a player for fifty million either. It's based on who you're playing against, the team you're coming up against, and what they're like as well. So selling something for 50 million will only change the perception to win in a farmer's league yeah, or whatever they call it's it. Certain, but the perception is that how well the Celtic players do after they leave Celtic. And that's the thing about the Rangers players and all that have let Celtic, Scottish League down. The majority of players that move from Celtic do well. And if Postecoglou wants to be Postecoglou in Spurs, when he starts doing his stuff, he'll need a couple of players, Hatati, Kyogo, then they can well, when, when Larson left Celtic went to Barcelona and helped win the Champions League they went to Man United and played well as well did it change yeah. the English perception that uh, Scottish League was a farmers league well I, I, I'm no. not talking I'm, tor- I'm actually not talking about perception perspe- no that's what Mikey's point was that's what I was saying yeah but I'm saying about yeah. hard facts if you've got a striker scoring X amount of goals in a league it doesn't matter if it's a Scottish League Belgian League Italian League English clubs well, are spending does. That's, the, that, that's the point that's the point exactly that's exactly the point it does matter it does but right now right now right now right now right now what I what I'm trying to say is we are we are in the strongest bargaining position we've ever been because yeah Tottenham Hotspurs have just come and taken our manager right yeah and he's going to want a few players and he's going to want a few players he's going to want them very quickly so value plus 20% for example I'm not saying like specifics here I'm just saying we could be extracting very hefty fees or we should be looking to extract very hefty fees for the players that he's coming back in for okay 50 million or whatever I'm not naming a naming a figure but I reckon top value that you are expecting your head you could add 20% on in the next summer window yeah. just because of how quickly he's going to want to make his mark at Tottenham yeah has, what I'm has, saying is has to make his mark he when, when if if and when they knock at the door and say let's just use Kyogo as the example mm-hmm. the club will not risk not getting a big fee in by being stupid about how much they demand, if they look at what they paid and the, the return on investment they've had on him and get offered five times what they paid for him, so £25 million, they will take that. They're not they're not going to be holding out going, oh, you need, you need this player to make Spurs a success. Spurs will turn around and go, well, we've got a, a whopping great big budget. We'll just go to another league and get a player like him. So, take 25 million or both. That's how the negotiation will go. Not, well, you, Andrew really needs this guy, so we want five million pounds more. I think we're kind of slightly kidding ourselves if we think that's how a, so how that would would pan out. He's you know, not, I think it, as much as I'd love it to be like that, it won't be. It'll be, here's, you paid five, we'll give you 25. We think that's fair. And the Celtic board will be like trying not to break out into to smiles and high fives themselves and, and take the money to the bank. You know, I don't I think just, we'll be playing that much well, hardball like, if the numbers are right. Fair enough, but what what I'm saying is, 
you know, if we get 25 for him, like in this hypothetical example, mm-hmm. before before Postacoglu, if Postacoglu hadn't left, what's the, what, what's the top we could have sold him for? Maybe a Bundesliga club for a 12 or something like that? that that's my point. Like, where we can extract maximum value from Tottenham Hotspurs for our, for our players, is my point, this summer. I suppose it, higher, yeah. higher than you would imagine, I would say. Any of us would imagine. You can definitely extract more, yes, but no fifty million. Back to the point. Okay. That, that was a bad. That was a bad figure. I don't think. I don't think it is. I actually don't think it is. But then you're just because I can sit here. We'll go next podcast, and I'll just write rhyme off hundreds of football players have been bought by the English league that have not made it, not touched any grade, and spent have spent zillions on them. Absolutely, absolutely raiding every single league. It's like a money washing scheme. And I can point out millions of players that have bought that have not made the grade. And we've got a guy that's scoring good quality goals. Your eyes don't lie. We all knew Tierney was a good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kyogo is a good player. And with a Spurs team that will try and play attractive football, he is a good player. So his value has to be. And these clubs are spending lots and lots of money. And Ange Postecoglou now is waking up, or whoever he is waking up in Greece, and he's got the, the fact that the fact is that by November, if he hasn't got this club up and running, he gets his sack because they don't they don't. This is a ruthless league he's going to. So I, I I just think we should be backing our players more. Atati, Kyogo, if they're that good, then they should be paying us the money. Benny, like, what do we buy Atati for? Like eight hundred grand or something, a million? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if we get 25 million for him, 25, million, 25 times the price. That's what I mean. It's like, it's, uh, <laughs> you got if to buy happens, a house Jesus off, Christ, exactly. You got to buy a house off someone and it's like, all right, I bought this house for 500 grand two years ago uh, and now I want 20. <laughs> I know, <laughs> five but... times the amount. They're just going to be like, what? All right, but it's in the primary yeah. school catchment now. Hatati's Hatati, figures up and down the park, pass and all that stuff will be in the higher echelons of what these scouting networks are looking at. So you can turn around and say, well, he's got everything. It's exactly the same well, as Van, Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Plus a manager desperate to sign him. Van Dyke is a total, was a total example of Celtic underselling the player and talking well, Scottish you say that, football. But... That's no, I'm not. I'm saying history a bit because there was plenty of people. Yeah, no because there was plenty of people uh, slagged Van Dyke and said he couldn't defend. Uh, he's fine going forward and he can take a free kick, but he can't defend. Van Dyke was, was the Taylor. view of fans at the time. Van Dyke was tailor made for English Premier League. He was well, tailor made, and we sold him for too much for too less at the time. We I did. think at the point we sold him. Uh, I would disagree that the general consensus was he's a good player and he'll do all right, but no one knew he was going to be one of the best defenders in the world. And fans uh, definitely okay. said in big games he couldn't defend. Um, that's. I think, that, I think that we tripled it. Would it be dead? Did we triple the money on him? Or would we get three million, four million, and we sold him for how much? 12, 15? And then he was sold for 90. Whatever it was, 70, 80. Yeah. Because yeah. he was going from an English club to an English club playing in the Premier League. Yeah, big, big deal. Southampton, you're Southampton. I mean, they're Mickey Mouse. Like, we've got to stop this rubbish, guys, man. They're Mickey Look, Mouse. 
It's not funny, but Paul, it's just reality, mate. It's just Leeds, reality. Leeds United, Mickey Mouse, Celtic are a big club. Yeah, no, no one's disputing that, but what we're saying is if someone's doing well for one of those clubs, it'll produce a higher fee than if they're doing well for us. Okay, okay. Yeah. Van Dyke, a case in but that, point. That gap, Van Dyke can't have suddenly I, improved that much in such a short space of time at Southampton for Liverpool to pay what they did for him. Like, what I would just say is that valuation gap will close now that Postage Core goes down there. That, that's all I'm like. Forget about the figures. If, you know, if you're going to pay whatever, like if, yeah, if that, you know, you could, in that example, we should get 25 million for Van Dyke rather than 12 to sell yeah. him straight to Southampton. That, that's what I'm saying. I think we could be, we could be using that 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 should be we should be extracting a much higher value now and the benchmark should be this type of player Kyogo whether he's playing the premiership playing the Scottish premiership well this is his market value we want that market value okay we might not get it but that's the starting point yeah. now but there's but, also probably a little bit of naivety that Tottenham don't have the resources of uh, a Premier League club and you know I'm sure they have other markets to look at and other players identified and uh, they don't have to be shopping around, you know, for an inch Far East bargain. Um, so there's also the the flip side that you'll have a big budget to spend. You can go where he wants to buy players. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to rely on going back to Celtic to to raid former yeah, players as well. The world will be his oyster. Yeah, we'll see. There we go. So, Pastor Cockley leaves Celtic. Uh, what time's it? About three hours of podcasting. I'm leaving, <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast. Hendo's yeah. had enough. going to go to his bed now. Underneath his. Yeah, he's got a transfer like, for 50 million. No, but the thing is, these are the. It's so tiring, this stuff, man, because you're just like, oh, and then. And then. Like, like I was. One English podcast wants me. I was in, I was in the, I, you know, I was in the. I was driving the, the lady roundabout, just good down and I was like, what about Jota? And then you're like, oh man, like it's just like it's just moves all the time. Want to see Jota from last season with Celtic, and you're thinking, so yeah, it just yeah, it tumbles on. But fingers crossed, Celtic pull another one at the bag, and we're all delighted, and we push on. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's, it's been a funny week. It's been a funny week. But uh, I appreciate Dan taking the time to speak to us tonight. That was great. Um, Hendo, thanks a lot for bringing me back to your your reality your reality world. And uh, Mikey Dow, well done. That was good. Mikey trying to kid on that he... We didn't even get to Philip Schofield and Hollow Willoughby. Didn't even get to that. That was my, that was my feedback. Are you okay? Are you okay? How are you? Are you okay? No, yeah. oh, Posse Goggles just left Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, who cares? Beat it, you bit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Do you want I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I want £50 million for Kyogo now. <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Oh, I was the best. The uh, last, the best bit was with Neil Lennon. Even Neil Lennon, like a couple of weeks ago, he wrote himself out of the job. I thought it was really nice to Neil. <laughs> it just gave me some clarity. I watched him twenty times. He was like, "No, it's not for me. I'm looking for all." It's, it's, not, it's not the right time. It's not the right, right time game. for me. You know what I mean? Oh, well done, Neil. Big man, big man. Well done. <laughs> and thanks everybody for listening. Maybe we'll come back Hi. next next week then and talk about my uh, World Cup football stuff. My under twelves. Champion. And our new manager. And our new manager. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Talk about that. Mm-hmm. 
Cheers, guys. Thank All you right. so much. All the best. Cheers, Take lads. Bye. Right. Cheers. Bye. 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 God bless.